There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, hello, my cheeky little peanuts, my swarthy Brazils, my wrinkled old walnuts. Lovely to see you once again. It's like seeing this, isn't it? It's like talking at you and you receive the words, absorb them into your brain and translate that into really quite risque images. So in that sense, it it is very much like seeing. Don't think about that too much. You'll melt. No, it's lovely to be back here for talking to actors with I Anna Man. Episode four already. Fuck. How did that happen? Episode four. I remember when you were only episode one, Mr. Podcast. A lifetime ago. Triumph, tragedy. Sometimes it feels like a lifetime ago. Sometimes it feels like it was literally a second ago. And that's the the trouble with time, isn't it? You know, I mean, in my head, I'm still a 17-year-old girl. But in my body, I'm a hag. How did that come to be? I don't know. It doesn't matter. You've got to be who you are inside. And if the outside don't like it, then the outside can lump it. You know, that's what John Smells, Smellsy, my late husband, always used to say. He used to say, Anna, time is like a really fast car, you know, but the engine is fucked. The exhaust has come off. The wheels are flat and you've forgotten how to drive. Wow. Such a wise man. He really was, you know. So this show is Talking to Actors with I, Anna Man. It's for actors big and small, as John Smells used to say. There's no such thing as small actors, only actors who are still growing. Yes, that includes you, DeVito. Mind you, some actors are too big. No, I know this is controversial. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I've spoken before about lovely Terry Towers. You remember that? Tallest man in show business. So tall, they had to add another foot to the national when he toured there. Cost millions. I wish I could say it was worth it, but he gave a very average Julius Caesar. Especially considering the play was meant to be Richard III. He wasn't always with it, bless him. Anyway, I am, of course, Anna Man, well known for my acting, my singing, my bathroom. Just had it retiled in leather. It's the talk of the town. I've been around for donkey's years and I ain't stopping yet, except when I'm asleep. And even then I'm known to blast out a few passages of Bernard Shaw or Bernard Snore, as John used to say. Love you, John. If you're listening, God bless you, darling. God bless you. You were very cheeky, but I loved you and I always will. That's not going to change. Bless you, darling. Anyway, I've been in some wonderful shows. I was head nun in the wonderful rom-com Somebody Find Me a Nun. It was all about a man who couldn't get an erection except when a nun was watching. Charming little film. Didn't really land with the general public, but what do they know, the pricks? I appeared in Death in Paradise. You may have seen this TV programme. 
Guest role as the mysterious Madame Coconut. What a role that was. I never see no murder. I'm happy here with me coconuts. Leave me alone. Love that show. And of course, I recently hosted the Look Who Trumped Awards for actors struggling with flatulence on set. So I think I know what I'm talking about. Throughout this series of umpteen episodes, I don't know how many I can be bothered to do. I'll probably die halfway. Don't say that, Anna. Fuck, come on. Anyway, I'll be chatting to actors of all types at all sorts of stages in their career. Some established pros and some just starting out on this greatest of all professions that anyone could ever, ever do. Now, some of you may have been wondering what I've been up to recently. Well, I have been asked back to Harry Hill's club night. They can't get enough of my sweet self. I'll be filming another on the 24th of November, and it will be out the Friday after. But in other news, I have been struggling a bit with the old depression. As you may know, I did a show about this. Um, yes, the depression, or as lovely John used to call it, the silly old black fellow in the corner. That was not OK, John. Um, bless him. He he was from another era. He really was. A lot of people deny depression exists, you know. A lot of people who deny it, they just don't get it. They say, oh, it's just you being a bit sad. It's not about being sad, you morons. It's something that can strike at any time for no obvious reason. Seriously. It can creep up at you when you're least expecting it, often in Tesco's Express, particularly at a self-service queue, especially when you look down and you realise you've got a basket entirely loaded with Tunnock's cream cakes again. You'll start to dither, thinking, oh God, I've got all the cream cakes again. Maybe I should put a couple back. You know, it probably looks bad, doesn't it? I've got all the cream cakes. Hang on, if I do that, what if I run out of Tunnock's cream cakes? What if someone comes round unannounced? My best friend Sue Clinch, for example. If I don't have any Tunnock's when she's in, she'll completely lose it. She'll come at me with her humongous smelly hands. Oh, God bless her. She's not well. She's not well. If she ever offers you a massage, you'll say no. All right. I saw her. This is true. I saw her pop a boxer's bicep between her thumb and her forefinger alone. She's that strong. Anyway, I'll need all the tunnocks, actually. Is that enough tunnocks? This is what you're thinking, or your brain's still going. I'll need all the tunnocks. Is that enough tunnocks? What if Sue brings a friend over? Then I'll need even more tunnocks. No, fuck, she doesn't have any friends, but occasionally she'll snare some unfortunate man in the street for a sex doll. So maybe I should get some more tunnocks. You're still with me, darlings. Fuck, it's a nightmare. It really is. And by this time, a long, very serpentine queue is formed behind you, full of angry Brexit types, you know, rolled up Daily Mail in their hairy hands, a red-faced look of fury on their, well, on their faces, that screams early Corarelli, Corarelli, you know, heart attacks and stuff, and a complete void of compassion. And, of course, all those thoughts you've been having, you've been saying out loud, very loud, in fact. So the security guard has come over to see what's going on. You panic, you stuff all the tunnocks in your pocket, and you leg it from the shop. You get home, you stuff your face with the lot, you know, and you've had to run really fast, because that security guard, fuck, he's got a pair of legs on him, I tell you that. Anyway, you get home, you eat all the tunnocks in one go. Sue Clinch calls, you tell her to fuck off. She asks where her tunnocks are, you tell her, fuck off, Sue! You curl into a ball on the floor. You call mother to tell her you're basically a wanted criminal and that's the whole month fucked. So some of you may be relating to that. Some of you may not. I don't know. But for me, that's how depression can come out. As I said, it comes out very different for everyone. And in our profession, of course, depression is par for the course. 
But at the same time, ironically, we can't afford to fuck a month. I mean, often we do fuck for a month. Actors are well known for our tantric travails. But if you lose a month, you don't get paid for it. It's a real dilemma. Anyway, I was doing very well with the old black swan. Hadn't had the merest tickle for months. Then the slightest thing can bring it on. This time... It was literally because I'd gone vegan again. I went for a little treat because I'd managed to completely wax myself head to toe and I thought I deserved one. So I popped to a lovely little cafe recommended by the wonderful Desmond Swish. I don't know if you know him, great actor. Currently at the Royal Court in Sheffield in a very clever piece about Syria, but as if it was in Norfolk, which is clever. So it's like Syria. So no, so it's all the stuff that happens in Syria, but if it was in Norfolk... You know, so you can really see it with the eyes. You know, it's like you're seeing it through what it must be like for people in Syria. But in, at the same time, you're going, oh, God, this could happen in Norfolk. Anyway, I pop in to this cafe. It's very cool, very hipster, very me. I get a coffee. I write down two expenses on my tax return, only 12000 to go. I hate doing my tax return. I would literally rather take a cheese grater to my anus. And I have. Anyway, I get a coffee. I get a cake. As I say, I'm really doing the vegan thing at the moment, partly for environmental reasons, but mainly because after 60 years, I've finally convinced myself that my flatulence is dairy-based. I walk up to the counter, and I'm not doing the Who Trumped Awards again. Not next year. I've had enough of it. Anyway, I walk up to the counter. I say, hello, darling. Lovely hipster chap, achingly Victorian moustache on him. I boldly and I loudly ask, which of these cakes are vegan, assuming all of them, or dairy-free at least? You know, needless to say, I don't give a fuck about the chickens. Anyway, he says, well, none of them. <gasps> I'm flabbergasted. It's 2019, for God's sake. We can literally 3D print a cloned sheep on the moon, but you don't have a single vegan cake. And do you know what he says to me, darling? He says, well, if you take out the milk... You take out the fun. <gasps> you prick. And for some reason, that, that really got me. I know that sounds crazy, but it really wound me up. It just triggered this thing in me. I don't know. It can come from anywhere. It really can. And I'm not saying, you know, the problem with this is everyone goes, oh, well, you can't say anything then, can you? And I go, well, no, you can. Just, just fuck off, I think is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, I managed to calm myself down. I... Let's just say the cafe won't be habitable for a few months after what I did there. Um, I got home. I lay under six duvets. I counted to 100, which is the highest I can get. And I, what I do is I, I remember that, you know, darling, it's all an illusion. That's what John used to say to me when I used to get very depressed and down. Anna, it's all a fucking illusion. You can get upset by this and that and cues and vegans and not vegan cakes and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, none of it is, none of it is real, you know? Nothing I'm saying is real. I'm not real, really, in a sense. John isn't even real. So that's what I say to everyone. If you feel the black dog climbing on your back and trying to hump you, you know, you just say to yourself... This is all an illusion. Anyway, I'm sure that doesn't help at all, but I'm just throwing it out there. Now, this week's episode, I chat to a lovely chap who I don't think is depressed at all. He might be, you know, we all are in a way. His name is Luke Featherston. 
There was some argument over his name at the top. He's a lovely young actor who's really doing very well for himself. He's recently appeared in lots of wonderful stuff. And I talked to him a bit about his process, a bit about his journey from dancer to model to actor to absolute love hunk. And here we go. This is Talking to Actors with Anna Mann and Luke Featherstone. Talking to actors, trying to understand their process. We're talking to actors, actors, yeah, they rule the world. Hello, Luke, darling. How are you? I'm very well, Anna. How Lovely are you? to see you. Here we are. We're backstage. Backstage? Do we say that on TV? Yeah, we can say backstage. Stay, That's fine. Yes, we're, we're BTS. Shall we say? Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes with the wonderful Luke Featherstone. Featherstone. <gasps> Featherstone, actually. There's some argument about that, there isn't there? There is an argument, actually. If I'm I want to say Stone, can I? You may say or is Stone. That, oh, sure. So you're, but you're Luke Featherstone. Yeah, Featherstone. Yeah. Well, are are no you at war with the Featherstones? No. <laughs> is there? A, I don't know any Featherstones. You've never met a Featherstone. No, I haven't. I believe Jane I did a play fuck years ago called yeah. "I've Never Met a Featherstone." <gasps> Never met Festo. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 little bit of recognition, maybe. Anyway, Luke is fuck. You're gorgeous. One of the most oh, gorgeous men ever. You look like a human, a human, um, a human, a human. You look like a human, <laughs> almost human. You know, but a little bit beyond <laughs> you. I think you look like the next stage of evolution. Okay, you have to. And I hope I, I know I'm blowing your trumpet very hard right now, but. <laughs> We've got, you know, what did we start with? You know, protoplasm, <gasps> just bacteria, really. Yes. Shit in the ocean. Yes. Then it became the fish, crawled onto land, grew legs, yes. amphibian, yes. dinosaurs. Yes. Fuck, they were around for ages. That's they were. Jesus. I mean, someone said, darling, Anna, do you know how long the dinosaurs were around for? And I was like, I don't know, sort of like 1800s, stuff like that. Like, Fuck, darling, it was millions, millions of years. Of years. Yeah. Millions of years longer than people. I mean, how long have we been around? I know this is get. I know this is about actors, but I feel like it's all important. You know, I feel like evolution. So we go fish to fish to fish to amphibian, fish to, amphibian yeah. to reptile, the beasts, to those little rats somewhere in the middle. Those sort of rats, wasn't there? We were hiding out cockroaches. Cockroaches. Where do they fit in? Oh, well, they've been around forever. They were literally oh, forever. cockroaches. Yeah. God, I don't yeah. know. They've been around from. Year dot. Yeah. I think they're probably from another planet yeah, that came they here. There is a theory actually about that, which I do I believe a lot of theories. Yeah. Um and I was reading about cockroaches came from I don't know, it was Mars, Jupiter, somewhere like that. Yeah. And there is a theory that they are actually the main things behind nine eleven. We are all cockroaches. Oh anyway, you know, forget that. Um <laughs> Anyway, then we became man and woman <laughs> and child. We and did. then eventually Luke Featherston. <laughs> We did the yeah. ultimate man. <laughs> Have you had a lot of work done, or is it? I've had no work Nothing. done whatsoever. Fuck no! I you see, that Anna. blows my mind. Well, do you know what, Anna? I don't drink a lot. You don't drink a no, lot. No, I actually think I actually think that's got something to do with it. But you do drink sometimes. I do drink sometimes. What do you drink? I do you know what my favourite drink is? Amaretto on the rocks. Is it? Oh, fuck, that was a guess. <laughs> what? I feel like we're connected. <laughs> Wonderful. So you don't drink. You look after yourself. The gym. Well, hit the gym. Well. Sometimes, sometimes when I want run, to the gym, yoga. I do run. I love running. I love yoga. I love Fuck. But I've been my my teacher Leslie, absolute fascist. She barred me for snoring. Oh. You know, I mean, yoga for me is about having a kip. 
she thinks it's all about, you know, moving about and stretching and hurting yourself. And I'm like, oh, I find yoga painful. And, like, and boring. Yeah. Pain, Fuck, it's boring. Painfully boring. I, I said to Leslie, Leslie, do you mind if I bring my tablet with me while we're doing the yoga <laughs> just so I can watch a bit of this morning or something, you know? And she was furious. <gasps> She's oh, a no. fascist. Her. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Waffle, waffle, waffle. Let's get down to what we're here for. Yes. Talking Indeed. to Luke Featherstone, actor, mm. dancer, yes, singer, yes. Anything else? Puppeteer? What? No, I can't. No, I don't know. No, 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 we don't. don't. That. Oh, God, we just met one. No, thank you. No, thank you. The puppeteers. I must interview a puppeteer one day. <laughs> they're an odd bunch. They are. They would. I mean, because the puppet's looking at you, but they're looking at you like, well, who am I? Which one is it? God. So. Where does it begin? The Luke Featherstone story. Born, presumably. Born, yes, yes. I was born. I was born in Glasgow. Really? No, no, I don't tell anyone. I don't that. get that. No. I don't get that off you, but it's I love it. Yes. Yeah, no. It gives I you an extra layer. It's yeah, very an fascinating. Layer. Well, luckily, we moved down to London very quickly. Oh, God. Within seconds? Yeah, within seconds. I was like, get me out of here. Straight down there. Um, and where did you where did you land? I la- landed in Hertfordshire. In lovely. Hemel Hempstead. Oh, God. I know. I know. Um... Yes. Nice shopping centre. Hideous. Hideous shopping centre. Yeah. A lot of parks. A lot of parks. Close to Watford, though. Well, is that yeah. good? It's better than nothing, oh, well, isn't it? Yeah. Better than Glasgow. Um, uh, better than Gl- Glasgow, city of culture. They've got the Acropolis. Yeah, I haven't been back. That's terrible. You've never gone back to Glasgow. You must. I know I should. It's wonderful. There's a Chinese restaurant called, um, what's it called? Insignia? Something like No, Indigo. I don't know, something with an eye. If you go back, get in there and have the wonton soup. Oh. God, it's That's incredible. Sour. It really is. No, I do um, need to Is that back. Chinese? I don't know, it doesn't. I don't know. So, the point is, you were born in Glasgow. Yes. Uh, came down. Vaginal births. <laughs> we don't need to know. Yes, I was. <laughs> right, okay. Just, just, just making, just checking, just checking. You don't remember any of that, presumably. No, I don't. Then you got down to London. Yes, I did. Started yeah. acting straight away? I started acting when we were three, I four. Was pro- well, probably. Well. Really? Well, yeah. Stage school? Uh, when I was eight, I went. I, I saw my sister. I have a big yeah. sister. She sent me off to an amateur kind of like dramatics theatre company. Really? Yeah, so I did that once a week. Amdram. Am. Dram. Wow. And was it yes. good? Was, I mean, because some Amdram, they really go to town, don't they? they I think it know. was a brilliant amateur drama really? company. Yeah. And what, great. what kind of plays were they doing? Well, we did, we did lots of. No, no. We did, you know, we did Annie. And we Annie. Did Bugs and Malone. Oh, God. An Acorn. Chuck in a couple of Acorns. Oh, no. I oh. wish. No. We did Annie. Um, oh, we did Annie. West Side Story. Oh, so it was always musical. It was always musical. And did you have that's that in your family friend. already? Your no, mum, dad, no. nothing. No, nothing. Wow, how bizarre is that? So, my, do you think that was what got you into it, or do you, do, were you already interested? Well, I think my grandparents used to take me to the theatre, right, a lot. Oh, did they? Lovely. So, from there, I think that's when my sister kind of went, "Oh, you yeah, know, you should do that." At eight years old, were you always a bit of a performer? I think, yeah, well, yeah, a bit of a joker. I think so. So, where do you think it comes from for you, the the performance, the art? Do you know what? Yes. I think it was a little bit of escapism. Oh, what mm. were you escaping? Well, I don't know. I think growing up, I was. Tell me if this uh, is too dark. Oh, it's not too dark. Although I love it no, if it no, is. No, no, no. no, no, no. Yes. Growing up, you were. Um, you know, I was forced to do, at school, mm. football. 
football and, you know all these things oh, God, sporting stuff well I did love basketball and I loved hockey but mm. you know football was dominated my, my school and I oh just, I'm all sixes and sevens with anything throw uh, a ball at me and I'll just run screaming yes. seriously if a ball comes anywhere near me I, I, I just I mean I just attack it I dive on it <laughs> Because I, it terrifies me, all sport. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, I, didn't, I was not a fan of it at all. And I think theatre for me was my, like, oh, that's something that I could do that. It was a way out. It was a way out. Yes. Um, Lovely. Because it's, it's communal, you join in, you work together, don't you? Indeed, you're, yeah. It's a team, Socialize. but you're the star a bit more. Always. And it's not like just running around. Do you think the football guys mm. would be happier if they got into theatre? I think they should because it's the same sort of thing, really, isn't it? But well, just yeah. with more frogs. The, the football stadiums are stage, isn't it? Exactly, with twenty thousand exactly. people. However, yeah. so it's hitting the same notes. Yeah. Anyway, there's probably something interesting about that, but it's beyond my brain. Hello, I'm Chris England, and I'm here to tell you about the Fun Factory podcast, available now on Great Big Owl. Each time, I will be reading a couple of chapters of my novel, The Fun Factory, a historical comedy about the history of comedy, so it will kind of be like a free audiobook, which you can listen to at the gym, or jogging, or at your desk while pretending to do your job, or on the train, without the embarrassment of people seeing you actually reading a book like some kind of swat. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Getting away from the football, getting into the Amdram. Mm -hmm. Anyone you remember from that? A mentor or someone? Mentor. Luke, well, you should do this for a living. Well, um, I had there was a there was a actor dancer called Drew Varley who I always was very um, influenced by. He, he was, was fantastic. Yeah, he was oh, wow. he was one of my teachers. Drew Varley. Drew Varley. Yes. Wow. Um, he was absolutely brilliant, and I remember thinking, oh yeah, that's you know I can that's awesome. I yeah. Like him. How old was he? Um, was he in order? Oh, he was probably in his... When he taught me, he was probably in his 20s or 30s. Oh, right. Late 20s, oh. yeah. Did you um, ever see Merce Cunningham? No. Do you know Merce Cunningham? No. Oh, wow, you must. <gasps> Contemporary dancer. Oh. Incredible. But there's a great dance he does when he's like about 80. Right. And he, he sort of comes out in this... Was it Cunningham? Yellow, as in the technique? Merce Cunningham, yes. Oh, yes, right. I think that's wow. where it comes from. I did an A-level in dance. Did <laughs> you? Yes, I did. Fantastic. Yeah. And... Merce Cunningham, in it, but it, because he was so frail, it's incredible to watch. And he's dancing, but like just moving a couple of fingers and oh. a shoulder. And, but it's still How weirdly done. It's very cool. Oh, wow. Fantastic. We should watch it. Oh, shall. Bit of a Thank you for the recommendation. Right. Um, so, so yes. he was a younger man. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
Yeah, I, met a lot. I mean, we, the, the company got lots of fantastic people to come and work with us. Lovely. So I think I was always really grateful for that. So, is, was, so that was musical stuff yes, originally. Indeed. And then you, you got out of school, did you mm-hmm. go? You went, you studied? I went to drama school. I went to, to school. arts educational school in London. Lovely. Chiswick, beautiful area. Is that one you pay loads of money for? I was very lucky. I got a scholarship. Oh, um, great. Because I couldn't, you wouldn't have a problem with that, though. Oh, we Show that. your face. Oh, well. Give us a scholarship. <laughs> you must go into shops and just ask for stuff. <gasps> ask for, for free. <laughs> what I do for such a face. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I never have done that, but I, I'll Sorry. try it. Is it strange that I'm going on about your face? I'm going on about it quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just a really nice face. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, lovely face. And when did you realise you had a nice face? Face. <laughs> was that early in the press? Oh my gosh! I I was actually asked to be a model. I was. I've done, you were. Yeah, I couldn't say you've got yeah. a modelly look. Oh, and did you do yes. it? For a, few, for a few years, but then obviously acting mm. became hard to negotiate both acting and modelling. So you always wanted the acting, not the modelling. Yeah, it's not that I didn't want it, but you know, but acting for me has always been that a was priority. Because so. I always think modelling, I think, oh God, do they have a horrible life? I think they might do. Oh, I, I know they sometimes you know get lots of money, but I feel like... They sometimes do, and it's, a hard, it's difficult. I think, I don't think people realise how hard mentally modelling is. Yeah. Um, but... Um, like yeah. you, can, you can have a fantastic life. Well, having having to put on having to put on the what's mentally hard about it? Well, just the hours. <laughs> <when you have laughs> I don't mean that. It sounds patronising. He's laughing in the corner. But um, there's a little man we've got the in the corner. The pressure is hard. The pressure Pretending is to read hard. his script. Little man over there. Giggling away. Hello. You've been reading <laughs> that script for half an hour. I've got a lot of lines. <laughs> a lot of lines. Got a lot of lines. <laughs> he's got. He's only got three lines. <laughs> So, what? Yes. Mm. So, modeling. Why is it hard? Just well, because you're the pressure to. Well, you, you know, you have to. It's all about how you look. So, your modeling agent mm. will be like, you know, are Lose you in shape? Do you look do like that. this? Do you like, you know, use your skin? You know, everything. And, and then when you're modeling, you take on an attitude. Is that how you sort oh, of? Because yeah, when you see some of them and they're looking right, I'm like, well, what's your problem, mate? Oh no, they look really cross. I think everyone has their inner Sasha Fierce. You know, that comes out. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, what you you what was yours? Did you kind of uh, put on an attitude? Or, did I didn't, did I you have a thing, thing you did, like as in, I'm, I'm sultry, angry. I'm angry, I'm. Oh, you know what I, I mean? like to go as through the emotions. Oh right. Yeah. So they get like they, they, they sort of snap them all and, yes. and then pick one. Okay. Indeed, cool. Yeah. I wonder about this. I don't know anything about the modelling world oh. at all, but I mm. see them and I think, oh. Part of me is sort of nowadays, and I don't know whether this is just all the stuff that's come out, you know, about everything, what? about the general world show okay. business, and I think, are they sort of like slaves? What, models? Yes. Well, aren't we all? Yes, I suppose respect. so. I suppose so. <laughs> I mean, I've got a few slaves. But <gasps> husbands. Oh, you know, yes. Anyway. Slaves, husbands. Well, you know, call them what you will. <laughs> and what did you do after after drama school? So I did, I did, um, I went straight into musicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I... The little man's leaving the room. To the little boy's room. Yeah. script. Off he goes. Um, my first job was a little, little tour of cats, Ooh. and it was absolutely tiny. Tiny, um, tiny, yeah, tiny little short. Tiny. <laughs> tiny. What did I just say? Mini cats. Mini cats. A tiny tour. So you just went to a couple tiny of. Tour. Yes, indeed. You just went to Sheffield. And yeah. Well, Guernsey. 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 Would you believe? Tiny tour of cats. I know. <laughs> but it was the official cats. No, it was like a. Um, it was like a re 
imagination oh. of cat. Oh my gosh, it was dogs. Who were you? So, I was Alonso. It was Alonso. so funny, and I worked with the best people. In fact, that's still one of my favourite contracts. I had the best time. Oh, so that was your first job, did we say? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wonderful. You met some yeah. friends for life. Indeed. Just yeah. stay for because that's one of the things about what we do. We all get together, don't we? And we, we film yeah. something or we play something, and then we split off. And we go for, we a, for a brief second, we're closer than anyone will ever meet. And then, and, and then, then suddenly. we never speak again. No. <laughs> and that's it's an unspoken law of acting. I think you I have to blank. I mean, everyone, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just me, but after everyone I've worked with, they do this wonderful unspoken thing where they just blank me afterwards they air you for good yes and I, I think that's so good because you have to otherwise it would be too painful you know so I blank them as well and then we're both blanking each other but we know that we're looking at each other but we're also really blanking each yes, other you know yes. and it's but I think that's that's so important you have to learn to let go otherwise you'd just be constantly you'd just be ringing people up constantly you know my best friend Sue Clinton she sort of just rings up everyone you know she, bless her she's not well you know, oh, are you in? Are you in? It's three a.m. I don't care. You know, and it's like, darling, fuck off, get off the phone. You know, oh, bless her, she's not well. But no, cats. You had cats. fun. Yes, I did. I did. What do you think of the new movie? I've I've seen the trailer. What a backlash! What? <laughs> what a backlash! I think the biggest well, problem was the sizes, wasn't it? People said the sizes. Sometimes the they were sort of. Yeah, tiny. Didn't make any sense. But sometimes, sometimes they were quite big. I mean, and then the they were really small. The cast small. is extraordinary. Yes, and I've got. I have to be very careful what I say because I've got some friends in the show, and I think in the in the film, I, it just wasn't what I was expecting. Apparently, it's quite good though. Well, I'm sure it is. It's I mean, quite good. They're incredibly talented. Um, yeah, performers. But it was a funny dances. day. It was like a funny day for oh, humans. Just, because I life have. is so despairing and bleak at the minute. And you know, in terms of the news, trailer, and it was like the whole something. world. Laughed, <laughs> and I think <laughs> you know. Apart, apart from presumably the people who had worked well, I'm on sure, it, I'm sure they, they probably laughed, laughed as well. well. I think we all fair. laughed. We all laughed together. More of that, I think. More of making things that look not uh, like they how we should. think or want. Or yes. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Well, so so oh, we did yes. cats, yes. and then we did some more musicals. More musicals. Lemmys. Musical, musical. Ever do Lemmys? No, not Lemmys. No. Um, um, Michael Jackson thriller. No, no, definitely not Michael Jackson thriller. I mean, I can name a few if you'd like. No, don't worry. No, it's, yeah, it's very And then boring. TV. Did and that then, come next? Yes, and then right. Yeah. So I've First touched one. on it yes. throughout my career. But Popped um, up. Yeah, a waiter uh, here, a, a waiter passerby here, there. Yes, indeed, a model there. A model there. Say, of course, the face came in yeah. handy. Um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, so more recently, more um, TV and film, which is starting to happen for you, which yeah. is wonderful and well deserved. Oh, so almost was it almost ever your first? Almost ever was my first big TV, film. as in yes, 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 I guess so. Yeah, the first wow. series. Yeah, and then off the back of that, mm. Pandora. Pandora, yes, if Pandora happened. And then more almost never. More almost never. And then, well, when I was younger, I did a few films. Jesus Christ, Superstar, and Billy Elliot, would you believe? Oh, wow. Were you in Billy Elliot? Who who were you in Billy Elliot? I was a little boxing boy. Who? Did you say anything? No, I didn't say a single thing. So you didn't have to put on a Geordie thing or anything? No, well, I couldn't. Boxing boy. I know. Oh, I want to watch it again now. Oh, well. How lovely. How old were you then? Must have been about. Well, so that was during the Amdram period. Yes. Wow. I know, yeah. So, um, 
Talking about your process, mm. Luke, you play a wonderful character, Fabio. Yes, Fabio. In Almost Never, Indeed, this show. Yeah. And he's very funny. Funny accent. Mm-hmm. Is funny it a real accent? accent? Is it bass? Is I it a... I don't think it's a real accent at all. It's very funny. <laughs> and how... Mm. Just a bit about process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have an actor's process? People always talk about actor's process. Yes. And I always sort of nod and go, oh, God, yes. yes. Oh, God, yes. You know, but in reality, it's it's elusive, isn't it? Because for many people, it literally, I mean, on the show, I won't lie, for a lot of the actors Mm. seem to literally look at their lines and then just say the lines immediately afterwards. Indeed. And they're still brilliant. Yes. So, you know, so what's your process with the character? Finding Fabio. Finding Fabio. Yeah. Um... So, well, shall I take you back to the audition? Yes. Process? Okay. Okay. So, well, I went and I met um, the director, Jack, and Jack. the casting director, Rob. Right. And I read Fabio in my own accent, British accent. Right. And then they asked me to do it in an American accent. So I did that and I left and I thought it was the worst audition of my life. And I thought, well, really? I'm a failure. This is, you know, I give up now and I'll go and, you know. Do you have that sort of reaction? Oh, all the time. Do you? All the time. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? This is awful, you know. I had one not very long ago, just to jump in, mm. where, where the, the casting director sat so close to me. It was like in a tiny... You know, have you ever been in those tiny rooms at the BBC? Yes. In, near Great Portland yes. Street? And it really are tiny rooms. You can only fit about three people in. And there's a little table, and they put the camera right... So the camera was an inch from my face. Yes. And the casting director was about five inches from my face. And she was mouthing my words as I was saying them. No. Such a bizarre experience. Oh, that's Anyway, no, I just so remembered that. So it wasn't like that. It was no, just, it wasn't You just like felt that. you didn't land it. I just... Oh, God, I just thought I was awful. I remember trying to... But I had to do this, like, little routine in the room, and I was mm. just... I just thought, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Um, but... Then I went away um, on holiday with my sister to Marbella, and I got a phone call saying from my agent saying, "Can you tape again? Mm. But this time, can you do it in a European accent?" Oh, like like Bruno. Yes. And she said Bruno, and I was like, "Okay, so I can't yes, it is a bit Bruno." Isn't yeah. It? Yes. Well, I didn't know what Bruno she I meant. Know, no, I right. Are we talking about Bruno from Strictly Come Dancing? Oh. Or Bruno, the movie. Sasha. I was thinking the yes. movie. Yes. Right. Well, that's what I googled. So I googled. Yes. And I thought, right, I'm just going to have to do some kind of like, mm. I don't know, like, just European, Norwegian mixture of German, Italian, everything. I just did everything at yes. once with right. my sister. And I said, right, so let's go. My sister read with me, and I just made up this random accent. You grabbed Europe it as grabbed a Grabbed Europe, which is so topical right shoved now. Shoved it into my shoved mouth. Shoved it in your mouth and then spat that's out what came. <laughs> Literally. That. So what, would you, so, so in that case, the voice mm. is actually the, the, the starting point, isn't it? The, it, the starter it pistol. was 100% the starting point. Wasn't yeah. the body, wasn't the ex- no, it wasn't live anything. experience. It wasn't the face. The voice. Um, and which goes uh, against everything I you know, were taught. You know? I know. Indeed. But good for you. So then I got the phone call saying, oh, you've got the, you've got the role. And I thought, Right. And then I suddenly thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to actually have to do that. <laughs> Constantly. So I'm, first day on set, I'm frantically watching my self-tape again, going, what on earth did I do? Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes, then, that does happen, doesn't yes. it? Yes. When you put on a voice for something, yeah. and then they go, do that thing you did. And you're yeah. Like, I don't know. And yes, Jeremy said to me, you can do, do that accent, and you know, do, do this. And God. I thought, I have no idea what the accent is. But then, now... You're mm. much more au fait with it, comfortable with it. Oh, yes. And you play it a bit like an instrument, don't you? I do. I love it now. You like to find the words. Yeah. Like, amazing. 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 Yeah, amazing. 
Well, look, I won't keep you all day. It's been amazing Thank you to chat so to you. It much really has. Check out Almost Never that Luke is in. Yes. Um, steals many scenes, oh, I must say, stop. if not the whole goddamn series. <laughs> um, and any, anything coming up? Or we, well, Judy's Judy? just been released. Judy, um, of course. Yeah. You worked on Judy. Is, yeah. Yeah, super exciting. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that, yes, yeah, see that yeah. I was in it very briefly. Oh. You saw, didn't you? I was in the scene with Frenet. Yes. Yes. Very brief. Cut in the end. Ended up on the cutting room floor, sadly. Mm. Um, you know, well, but still happens to the best of us, Anna. But you worked with Renee on that. I did. You choreographed her, and then you pop up in it as well. I pop up in it. So cool. And then Pandora is out on the CW. On CW in America. Look out for Luke Featherston. A big star in the making. Watch this space. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Anna. Luke Featherstone there. What a lovely chap he really was. Um, Well, I don't have a lot else to say for the end here. I listened to the last podcast with Aston Merigold, which I thought was great. I was very happy, but I did feel that I tended to go on a little bit, you know, and I, I don't want to hurt your ears. I don't want to hurt anyone or anything. So... I thought I'd see how this one goes if I keep it a little bit more short but sweet. Let me know, darlings. Do send me your reviews and your thoughts and your Twitters and your tweets and all that stuff. Um, Twit to Colin Holt Comedy or Animan Actress and Instagram to the same. And Facebook, there's Colin Holt and there's Animan on there. And you can also, of course, check me out online. Google Anna's People on YouTube. YouTubele it. Is that the phrase? And please do watch that. I really want to get the reviews up and the lists up and all that stuff, the hits, whatever. Anyway, that's the end. Thank you so much. And I will speak to you next week when I'll be chatting to Heartbeat's own Ryan Early. Bye-bye. Heavy Pencil, a new comedy from Great Big Owl, the people who brought you Brian and Roger. Are you a client? Yes, yes, I'm a client. I'm the actor Michael Cork. The Observer called it a lovely thing, wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. No, 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 I've, I've been taken on as Fliss's assistant. You're the, you're the assistant's assistant. <laughs> yes, if you like. Heavy Pencil by Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 